You're listening to Men of Abundance, episode 113 with Randy Harris. Today, we're taking you on an adventure in education. Welcome to Men of Abundance, the podcast for those looking to level up their lives by hanging out with some of the greatest leaders and established professionals in our community, living a life of integrity, honor, and the abundance mentality. Prepare to pay it forward with your host, former army medic turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Wally Carmichael. Aloha, Men of Abundance. I am Wally Carmichael, your host of the Men of Abundance podcast, the Pay It Forward community. And it seems like it has been much too long since I've been on the mic talking to you guys. And that's because it has. I had some technical difficulties over the last week or so. I missed a couple episodes. And when you're a one man show like I am, and you're trying to figure out all of this technology, that's one thing you got it all figured out, you got all the settings, right? And then it shuts down on you. And then you got to try to figure out how to do the, redo the settings and all kinds of stuff. Look, I'm not trying to be a techie guy over here. I'm trying to share some content, share some information from my life, from my experiences and the experiences of other men and women who are living their life of abundance in hopes that you're going to grasp some of this information so that you realize you too can live your life of abundance and you can start today. And here at Men of Abundance, I strive to help you live your life of abundance in everything family, faith, finances, and fitness. That includes education. All of that includes education. And, you know, I talk about education quite often, especially on my Facebook Live videos. I talk about education in my blog, in my vlog, and quite often here on the podcast, I talk about education. And some people may get the idea that I'm down on traditional education, and I am not. I just don't care much for the system, the way it is developed today. And when it comes to colleges and universities, personally, I think it's a scam only because of the cost of entry, the cost of a piece of paper. If the cost wasn't so high, I wouldn't be so down on it because my thought process is this. In most of the cases, most people get into college and they spend way too much money for the potential return on investment. And the potential return on investment is extremely low, even if you do get a return. It's an average of 54% of the people that start college don't finish. Now, many of them, like myself, because I didn't finish when I started when I was younger, I finished later on in life. And I have no student debt because my education was paid for. I worked for it because I was in the military. And since I was in the military, I had tuition assistance and I had the GI Bill, which my wife is currently using right now to get her education. And I just cringe every time I hear about the stories and have the conversations with people who have tens and hundreds of thousands of dollars in student debt and barely making it. They're working to pay off that debt. That's not a very good return on investment, but today's conversation, we're talking with Randy and we are going to take you on an adventure in education. And before I introduce you to Randy, I want to give you the opportunity to be abundant in your life today by paying it forward. And you can do that in so many ways, but one way in particular is you can share men of abundance with everybody you come in contact with. You can share it from your podcast player. You can share the website, men of abundance. You can talk about it. You can write it down on a piece of paper and hand it to somebody. You can do like I do and grab somebody's phone, especially if they have an iPhone. You know they have a podcast player on there because it's built in. 
you have them click on the Purple Podcast app, and then in the lower right-hand corner is a little magnifying glass where they can search and search Men of Abundance and subscribe to Men of Abundance. And while you're there, leave a rating and review. Well, you can. Don't ask them to do that just yet. I want them to listen to a couple episodes before they do that so they can leave an honest rating and review. By subscribing and leaving a five, four, five-star, three-star review, it helps men find men of abundance so they too can get access to all of these amazing conversations and grow more in their lives. Hey guys, I greatly appreciate that. So our featured guest today is Randy Harris. Randy believes that life is an adventure. He is married to his beautiful wife, Leah. They have two amazing boys, Jameson and Donovan, and will be adding a third this fall. Randy and Leah enjoy hiking, camping, traveling, and creating meaningful experiences for their family. Randy has been an educator and a coach for the past 14 years. He, along with some innovative colleagues, have created a fresh approach to education called the Adventure Academy, which blends creativity, family, and education. Randy's mission is to bring families together by creating educational adventures that engage the entire family from the comfort of your home. He believes that the greatest teachers a child will ever have are right within their own family. Randy, as well as the Adventure Academy, believe that real learning takes place in the context of real life. Men of Abundance, it is my pleasure to introduce you to Mr. Randy Harris. Randy, welcome to Men of Abundance, man. How you doing? I'm great, Wally. How about yourself? I'm doing good. Hey, listen, uh, we were supposed to get on last week, and uh, I had a little something come up, and I appreciate you being flexible and and, uh, working with me on that absolutely man life happens indeed and you know the way i the way i live my life is i try not to stress about too much stuff that i don't have any control over i just appreciate your flexibility on that well and i appreciate the same from you cool so where you at in the world we are in phoenix arizona my hometown oh yeah nice (laughs) and warm this time of year indeed indeed yeah you know um, born and raised there, left there when I was 20, and then uh, traveled around the world since then, but I haven't really had any plans to settle back there, and I still don't. Well, it's I can't blame you when it's 120 degrees in the middle of summer. <laughs> in fact, it was 121 degrees the day that I uh, was at the uh, airport and left. Remind you exactly why you left. <laughs> exactly. Then I end up in places like Iraq, where it's you know an average of you know 125 degrees with everything you know, dry. It's a dry heat, but still, been to some other oh, hot man. places, man. Oh man, that is hot. But it is nice out there. I like I like Arizona as a whole. A lot of people don't realize. Most people think Arizona. They think Phoenix. They think heat, and it's a dry heat. But man, you go up north, up into the Mogollon Rim, up into Flagstaff and Prescott. It's just absolutely gorgeous and don't get me started on Sedona one of my favorite places in the world you know it's funny when we moved here in my head as we're driving out here all I had in my head was Sahara Desert and Mm -hmm. I could not have been further from the truth yeah yeah there's so much in that state oh yeah well great so you know you know I like to start the show up pretty much the same way I start out every single morning and I've recently gotten my uh, seven-year-old to start doing this as well we just started this morning and that is starting out the day with an attitude of gratitude what do you have to be grateful for today Randy I tell you what Wally my family um, I have a wife that is more than supportive of um, myself and our kids and she is a rock star 
and we've got two boys and um, we just found out last week actually that we are we've got a little girl on the way and she will be here later this year so well congratulations on that you just put a huge smile on my face i love to hear that so beautiful thank you Seriously, I mean, you you just can't do much without the backing of your spouse. And it doesn't matter which way. As long as you guys are on the same sheet of music, I'm not that type of guy that thinks that the man has to be the bread earner and the woman needs to stay home. I would have it any other way, period. I told my wife many times, I said, baby, you know, I'll support you whatever you want to do. And it's just so important to have that support for each other. And I really am glad that you said that. Oh, I I tell you what, it is there are times it's a give and take in our in our relationship and it's not always perfect but being on the same team you know our our boats go in the same direction so it's so much easier when we're not having to to tug and pull and try to try to fight um in those individual battles like that so it really is it really really is it makes life so much funner so much better for everybody and and the kids see that they watch that they watch everything that you're doing and they really do act accordingly exactly so you know before we got started here on the show i talked a little bit about what you're doing a little bit about who you are but here on men of abundance we really like to get to know the person behind the abundance so if you could share a little bit more with us and let's get a little bit personal yeah definitely well, I grew up in a little town outside of Waco, Texas, and uh, the town I grew up in had less than 1,500 people, and I grew up on a little a little farm right outside of town, and um, I had some amazing parents. Both of them were incredibly creative, very handy, um, and if they didn't know something, they were willing to kind of roll up their sleeves and dig into something and figure it out versus just throwing up their hands and giving up and that kind of stuck with me because um, as we went on into school we wound up stepping out of school and actually homeschooled for a little while and over that time period of homeschooling I started doing what I had seen my parents doing all those years before in terms of figuring things out rolling up my sleeves and digging some digging into something and uh, looking to see how it works and what I can do to either make it better or just figure it out. And that kind of stuck with me over the years. So then my sophomore year of high school, we moved to Phoenix. And that's when I had the Sahara Desert visions in my head and uh, graduated high school, went to college here in Phoenix at Grand Canyon University. And that's where I met my wife. And um, after that, I wound up went through grad school here in town and then started teaching and then right after that my wife and I got married and um, you know we're like we talked about our relationship with our wives earlier and uh, it's I'm constantly learning I'm learning how I can be a better husband how I can and love her better and support her better and um, and now we're doing that same thing for our boys because you said it well ago that our kids soak up everything that they see and uh, we're trying to be as conscientious of that as we're you know not just relating with one another but as we make decisions on a daily basis and uh, so several years back I left the classroom teaching and started doing a little bit of personal training and some tutoring on the side and uh, I wound up 
making a little bit extra money tutoring and left the personal training. And uh, now I have the privilege of working with families in their homes and working one-on-one to small groups with their kids doing private education for these families. So I absolutely love that. And, you know, you and I have been talking over the last couple months. And the last time you and I got on together, goodness, I think I know we talked for over an hour on Skype. And that's when I really learned what you were doing with this, uh, you know, with what you're doing in, in the education and including the families. And I truly believe that families really need to get back to learning together, really engaging in education together and whether it's traditional education or just you know sitting down and reading books more importantly to me traveling together going around and seeing all these amazing things around the world but you got the adventure academy going on and that's what we talked about and that's what really intrigued me about having you on the show because one of who you are you just truly have an abundant mindset and then what you're doing with education, I'm a huge advocate of, it, of education, not so much with traditional education for everybody, and I do speak on that quite a bit, and I get mm. some flack for that, but I want people to understand that I truly, education is key, is, is the key to the world. It really is. It's just where oh. you get it from and how you get it is more important than, you know, than anything else as far as I'm concerned. So I love that you're doing that. Oh, Well, and I I appreciate all that you do in speaking on education because from my perspective, education is a lot more than just sitting in a classroom in a formal learning environment. Um, Education is more of a mindset. You know, that book by Carol Dweck on mindset, um, that growth mindset or the abundant mindset that you speak of so often, if we can shift our mind a little bit to think more from a, a perspective of learning rather than that we've already got all the answers uh, it opens up a world of possibilities so it really does it really does and and I'm glad that you recognize that and being able to do that with the families and, and bring in the families how did you get started with that how did that all come about well it's it's kind of funny because I I'd mentioned a while ago that I was doing some personal training and I have always had um, this idea that our mind, our body, and our spirit all kind of you know, work together in harmony. And when one of, those, one of those areas gets out of balance or out of whack a little bit or we neglect one of them, the others are going to suffer. And I saw that by sitting in the classroom because we focus so much of our time and effort on the mind and the body and the spirit get left by the wayside. So while we do see a little bit of growth, the, it's not as much as it could be if the mind and, excuse me, if the body and the spirit were, were brought along for the ride. So when I started doing some personal training, we started incorporating some of these academic conversations into the gym. And we started talking about things like anatomy, things like math and science and the, the learning that took place was much more authentic than it ever had been, you know, by writing notes on a board or reading out of a textbook because they were engaged in their body and their mind at the same time. And when I started working with these families in their homes, as well as developing some of the, the curriculum for all this stuff with my colleagues, we started realizing that you know, if we can incorporate the mind, body, and the spirit into 
all the aspects of what we're doing with our families, with the curriculum. Uh, I tell you what, it really opens up learning opportunities, not just for kids, but for adults, for parents, grandparents, siblings. The whole, the whole family gets brought in, and when we all learn together, the, the experience gets that much richer. And we kind of took those and just started initiating more of a trial and error on a day-to-day basis. And we've learned a lot along the way, and we're still learning more today. So, Yeah, so you, the key word there is the experience. There's a thing out there, a saying, and there's some data that proves this, and I always get the percentages wrong but basically it's something like you know if you tell me something you know you remember like 10 percent if that and if you show it to me and tell me you know i'm going to visual and audio uh you know you remember like maybe 20 percent but when you involve when when it's something that's hands-on and you involve me in the experience then i remember 70 to 90 percent of that and retain it and actually use it and that's pretty much what you're doing Exactly. Well, and the, the one other piece that I hadn't mentioned, but having such a small setting of one to one or one to two, it gives us the ability to pursue ideas and things that kids are passionate about. So they're willing to take deeper dives on things. And we may be diving into astronomy, for instance, but the cool part is, is we can pull in the math, the, the uh, language arts, the social studies, and all those other subjects into that topical dive. So while it's just about astronomy, you get the full experience along the way as well. Yeah, that's really cool. And that's a very good point that you bring up there because the fact of the matter is, you know, the basics, the mathematics and the reading and and the mathematics, reading, writing, all that type of stuff, it all plays in. But like you said, as you're doing this various exercises in astronomy, for instance, then you have to add all of that in there. So you're not really putting a label on it. You're not saying, okay, today we're going to sit down and we're going to learn math. And today we're going to sit down and learn how to write properly and conjugate verbs and everything. And you're just doing that inherently in the exercise. Is that right? Exactly. Exactly. Well, and it's, it's more the way that you and I live our lives on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, my wife and I just purchased a vehicle for our growing family, and we're sitting and we're we're doing using our communication skills to you know work out the terms of a loan or work out insurance, and then we sit down and we work out the math for our family budget, and then you've got to use the problem-solving skills of what kind of vehicle is going to work best for our family, and that is more how we try to structure the learning experience for our kids and our. our my students and um, just make it mimic real life more than a sterile classroom environment. Right. And then, of course, without even realizing it, you're also adding in the sales aspect of the whole thing because even though the salesman's trying to sell you a vehicle, you're selling on the salesman. Yeah, I got that. But these are the features that I want. And this is the price that I want. This is what I'm able to, you know, uh, willing to pay. It's not even about affording anything. It's about this is what my budget is. And we're not going to go over this. And that negotiation back and forth and you taking that into the classroom, you're doing the same thing. Your, your, your students, parents, children alike are having this conversation about how they understand the process of the exercise and making their point about it. So the whole thing from top to bottom truly is, like you said, learning. It's functional learning. It's learning in the way that we learn and, and function in everyday life. 
exactly yeah that's really cool that's that's really it's it seems <laughs> you know it, it, it's different because it's nobody's actually teaching this in this manner that i know of and I, i've seen little you know i've seen like magnet schools here and there my friend back matter of fact a friend of mine that's there in phoenix uh he put his kids through a i think it was like a charter school that was owned and it was started and funded by a couple this millionaire couple and i think we had this conversation before Mm-hmm. And what they did was, when the students came into the school, they were basically evaluated on their, you know, where they were at as far as their reading and writing and math and all that kind of stuff. Academically, where were they? And then, what were their interests? What did they want to learn? And they placed them in classes accordingly. So, just because by Phoenix School District would say, okay, because of your age, you should be in the third grade. And that's incorrect. That's so wrong because you're either behind or ahead and you're either bored or frustrated as a student and you're not doing either way. You're not doing you're not progressing. But what this school was doing was basically saying this is where you want to be. This is these are the students that are at your level or slightly above your level so that you're challenged. And then they place you accordingly, regardless of your age. And I love that. Oh, yeah. Well, and the you know another component that we we hadn't really touched on is is grading and um, the grades the number and letter grades are something that we have actually been moving away from quite a bit in the mm. work that we do. Um, we do a lot of work with rubrics, so there are certain criteria and certain levels of mastery that the kids need to get to in order to move on to the next thing. And when they move on to the next thing, they're still using the skills and the knowledge that they had gained earlier, but they're just applying it in more advanced and more complex fashions. So, because, you know, when I was in school, I figured this out really fast. The better that I got along with teachers, the better I tended to do in those <laughs> classes. So, mm-hmm. grades are incredibly subjective. Agreed. 100%. Absolutely agree. And, you know, I, who is it that always says this? And I'm going to I'm gonna think of it in just a minute because he's one of the guys that I really like to follow. But he always says, never let somebody else's opinion of you become your reality. And exactly. it's so, so true, especially in that it's strictly an opinion. Um, in, in, in many cases, math, yeah, got it. You know, it's, it's either right or it's wrong. But when you're talking about expressing yourself in written form or even oral form, it's subjective. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, wonderful. So, you know, there's many things that you've been doing because otherwise you wouldn't be, you know, with this group of guys is building this amazing project. And along the way, I know that there's been some kick in the gut moments. I would love for you to share one of those kick in the gut moments, either on this journey or even personally, uh, and kind of make us feel that. Definitely. Well, you know, I started teaching formally in the classroom in 2008. And, um, my wife and I, we had kind of parted ways after college and then reconnected and we married in 2009 and I was into my second or third year of teaching at that point in time. And every August it would roll around and even as a teacher, I was going and I was getting paid to be there, but I still had this feeling like I was going back to jail for nine months or like a caged lion, so to speak. Um, I would sit and look out the windows during the daytime and, you know, my blood pressure was not good. And I had dealt with that for a good portion of my adult life. 
one particular day I'm sitting at my desk and I'm surrounded by my students and I don't know I it's really hard for me to describe but I could not move my right hand and I could not form words with my mouth um, I didn't know exactly what was going on at the time but after some tests and things basically I had had a baby stroke it was a, mm -hmm. called a transient ischemic attack mm -hmm. and um, I wound up stepping back and you know mentally stepping back from te from teaching and kind of taking taking a, a survey of where I was with my life and what I found to be the most important things and the more that I examined what I was doing the less and less I found teaching to be or not just teaching but the traditional model of education to be something that I was incredibly passionate about kids I was very passionate about but not that model and not that particular way of doing things so that one day with sitting at my desk and not being able to move my hands not being able to form words with my mouth I didn't I didn't want to waste my life doing something that I didn't wholeheartedly believe in yeah I get that and I personally call that divine intervention you listened obviously it took a little while to get through my thick skull so and there's so many people, and that's one of the reasons why, one of the many reasons why I'm on this whole abundance mindset thing. And so many people really do take it the wrong way in thinking that it's all about having excessive amounts of resources. And sure, that might be part of it, but it's what you do with those excessive amounts of resources. But it's also about what are you doing with your time? You have this time, and you only have so much time throughout the day. And some people give all their time to uh, an event and a cause that they are one not passionate about which isn't always a requirement but two what really frustrates me is when they give all of their time to something that they actually hate and despise just exactly. to make a couple bucks so that your family can live in a certain lifestyle I mean come on really at some point it's got to stop and you were just fortunate enough to be given a sign that says this has got to stop how long did it take you for you to make that realization? Well, that happened in 2009. I didn't officially make the jump out of teaching for another four years. So it took a little bit of time. Yeah, and I respect that. You know, but you know, you knew at that time that something had to change. So did you kind of start building up to that? Did it take you four years to build up to doing what you're doing now? Or at some point you just said, finally, that's it, and I'm going to develop this program. And I understand you're working with some other guys on this as well. I am. Uh, it's this all started in about 2012. Um, my view of education was pretty narrow back in 2009 when I had this TIA. So it took me a couple of years to start to see that there were different possibilities for how people learn. And in 2012, we started having some conversations that were pretty outside the box. Um, we talked about the charter system, but even within the charter system, you're still bound by some of the requirements of the state. Mm -hmm. And some of the things that we were looking at doing were even more outside the box than that. And um, a little bit harder to measure in terms of the uh, quantitative data that the state wants to collect. So in 2012, we started having these conversations and really just putting our dreams down on paper and it was probably two years after that, late 2014, when we really started to see that these dreams could become reality. 
And it didn't necessarily look like we had originally anticipated. We weren't going to be starting charter schools or private schools all over the place. But the, the ideas and the philosophies of learning that we talked about back in 2012 were where they were becoming reality on a on a daily basis with the families that we were working with yeah that's amazing so what's the outcome what are some good news stories that you're getting from these families that working with you in this adventure academy uh, well i will tell you there there are so many things i could share with this um one particular student comes to mind and I've worked with this young man now for almost two years and before this he had bounced from school to school for one reason or another and really had never had that consistency in his education Uh, because of that he was really struggling in things like multiplication and he was at a point in his education where uh, you know if you go by the standards that the state has lined out he should know multiplication by that time but unfortunately he hadn't had anybody consistently enough to take the time and the energy to devote to finding a way that was going to help him learn it best. Mm-hmm. So we tried a couple of things that were outside the box for him um, and he wound up learning multiplication by Christmas time of the first year that we'd worked together and here we are almost two years later and we're getting into some high school uh, concepts of algebra and geometry that were a glimmer on the horizon, you know, two years ago. Um, another example happened actually just this morning. Um, I, go, I went for a walk with these two young men, and we do that every day. That's part of our, our routine is going for a walk, and we are, we wear pedometers so the, the kids get to track their steps, and then we go back to the house, and we translate those steps from steps into inches and into inches into feet and from feet into miles. So then we can set goals on how much we want to walk in a month. And um, we were out on a walk today and this time of year there's lots of flowers blooming around and um, we parked underneath a tree for a moment and I took my hat off and uh, bent down to scratch a mosquito bite on my ankle and I popped back up and my hair went crazy and one of the boys looked at me and asked what what happened to your hair and I saw the shadow I, I had some crazy hair going on and I said man my hair looks about looks like Edgar Allan Poe hair and he asked who Edgar Allan Poe was so we went back to the house and we spent a little bit of time researching who he was we actually got to read the raven and the rhyming scheme in The Raven actually reminded us of a clip from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. So we pulled that up and we watched the, the clip from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory and compared the rhyming schemes out of the two poem and video clip. And it's all because of his level of curiosity because he kept asking questions and kept trying to draw connections to things that he already knew that would provide the basis for that new knowledge about Edgar Allan Poe that he was learning. So things like that happen all the time and it's really exciting to see that light bulb come on for kids because they get to do it in a little bit different fashion. Yeah that's really cool and the whole process makes it so that chances are he'll never forget that. Exactly. And and I'll tell you one more thing, Wally, is, you know, the really cool part about 
this experimentation is that we've had the opportunity to really document what we're doing and put it down on paper in the form of a curriculum. So, there, you know, we've got families right now that are testing this curriculum for us in their own homes, and they're having similar experiences because they really get to roll up their sleeves and they get to work together and ask questions about things that are going on around them all the time. And those questions lead to new findings and new new experiences and new knowledge that they wouldn't necessarily get if you're opening up a textbook. Man, that's so exciting. It really is so exciting. I think back, you know, you're talking about multiplication. You know, I really didn't learn multiplication until I was in the sixth grade. And the only reason why I did was because Mr. McGuire, the one teacher that I do remember, uh, was a science teacher. He And we did experiments in the classroom all the time. And he was just an unbelievable, engaging individual. And I finally, from him, he sat me down and I, it's not that I couldn't learn it, I just chose not to. And I had no desire to, is, is my take on it at that age. And mm-hmm. he encouraged me to learn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it just made that much of a difference because he involved the class so much. Well, and you're, and you hit on it right there so much of learning is based on relationship and that's Mm -hmm. what makes our role as parents as dads as as moms that's what makes our role so incredibly important because we have a relationship with our families and Mm -hmm. if we can strengthen that relationship uh the the walls come down and the the willingness to ask questions and to take risks and the willingness to to fall down and and fail sometimes that willingness increases and when you take when you're willing to take risks like that the gains of knowledge and the gains of experiences and and financial gains later in life those things can happen at a much greater level than they ever would without that relationship exactly and you know i don't want to i want to touch on it just to point out a a fat you know, make a point here. We could have a whole other conversation on this, but you were, we were talking about grades earlier and how you're phasing grades out. I love that you're doing that because the grades are, in the in most cases, a negative response to an action. And everybody knows, and if you don't know, I'm telling you now, that learning is done through positive reinforcement, not through negative reaction, not through a negative action, reaction to an action. It's just so much better. So I love that you're doing that. Now, we're at the point where we're going to pay it forward to our abundant leaders. You ready to do that, Randy? Yes, sir. Excellent. Hey, guys, if I've been at all successful in convincing you that you need some sort of a side hustle, you're out looking right now for some way to build a side hustle or build upon an idea that you already have and you're trying to learn things like building a website what website should I use what provider should I use what kind of marketing should I do online marketing social media marketing should I look at these new bots these Facebook bots how do I create an email list what autoresponder do I use I mean I can go on and on with all of the different intricate parts of starting a business whether it's online offline brick and mortar out of your home whatever it is you name it you don't have to look any further you can get it all in one place in a membership site called freedom f-r-e-e-d-y-m and I'm a member of freedom 
I'm always in there. I'm always learning new things. They're consistently adding new video tutorials, which is the way that I like to learn. I like to watch the video, pause it, then go implement it, then start it again and continue on from there. And you can go back all the time, anytime that you want and watch these videos. Freedom is dubbed the Netflix for entrepreneurs because there are so many videos in there from all kinds of different people, not the same person. That's the cool thing about it. Yes, Ryan Lee is the creator of Freedom, and you'll hear him a lot, but he also brings on other experts that are experts in their fields, people that he learns from, and he shares that information with all the members within Freedom. Now, you can get access to Freedom by going to menofabundance.com, click on the Resources tab, and scroll down and you'll see the Freedom logo. Now, if you are looking to get started with Freedom, I am asking you to use that link because it is linked back to me. Because since becoming a member and absolutely loving everything in there, I became an advocate, and then I found out I could become an affiliate. What that means is, for everybody that signs up from that link, Men of Abundance gets a kickback. And I say Men of Abundance because that's going back into keeping the mic on. And as I start generating more income through Men of Abundance, a portion of the income is going to various charities that I'm aligned with. So not only are you going to get the best training that you're going to find online to start any type of online business or brick and mortar business, you're also going to be helping me keep the mic on and helping a charity. How awesome is that? Paying it forward multiplied. Now go take a look at what freedom can do for you at menofabundance.com forward slash resources or just click on the resources tab at menofabundance.com. Now let's get back to the conversation. Give our men of abundance one to three actionable steps that they can take today and this can be either in personal uh, parenting or in education since that's your background. Well I'll tell you what I would say that the the easiest thing that we can do is just spend time investing in in our families because if if we're if we're husbands if we're dads if we're moms um, we've got a huge responsibility right here in the four walls of our home and the more that we can spend time investing in these kids that the payoff will go far beyond the number of dollars that we ever could have earned by leaving the house I would say that that's number one. The second is investing in ourselves. You know, spend time reading books and surrounding ourselves with other like-minded, like-minded men or, or women. And um, last, using the gifts and the abilities that we have to bless those around us. Because, and, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, I was listening to a, an interview with Aaron Walker, and uh, he was talking about you know at his dad's funeral service they they never talked about all of the things that his dad had they never talked about how much money he had they talked about the things that he did for them and how much he loved them and at the end of the day that's that's going to be the stuff that survives far beyond a paycheck that comes every two weeks speaking of aaron walker um i'm just going to throw this out there because you brought him up he is my first repeat guest on Men of Abundance, and that episode is actually going to air tonight at the time of this recording. So that's going to be episode 7-6. So menofabundance.com forward slash 076. Go back and listen to that because that's the second time he's on the show. Well, you picked a great person to be your first two-time guest because he is a phenomenal guy. He really is. He is as real as they come. So what daily habits make the biggest impact in your life? 
Well, I, I try to spend a little bit of time every morning reading. Um, I study the Bible every morning. Um, I Well, almost every morning. I'm not perfect at it by a long shot, but um, I try to spend a little bit of time praying. Um, journaling has become a big habit of mine mm. over the past six to eight months. Um, I try to incorporate some type of breathing exercises into my day, and I actually do that a lot with my students as well. Um, it, it really kind of helps them to not want to kick me in the shins sometimes <laughs> when I try to push a little bit too hard. Um, one thing that I, um, Larry Hagner instituted as we were working together for a while, um, he had suggested that I really start to put down the phone and, you know, focus more on my family. So uh, later in the evening, my phone actually goes to a do not disturb setting. And um, it's just a reminder to me to focus on, you know, my, my wife and my boys. And um, last but not least is some type of physical exercise. Get my blood flowing, go out for a walk, go for a hike, whatever it is, just to get moving a little bit. Yeah, love it. A lot of great stuff, much of which I do myself as well. My phone also goes on the do not disturb mode. It goes on the desk when I, you know, at a certain time and it's it's there left alone and if I get any messages I'll see them in the morning that's awesome so what are you reading or listening to right now that you'd recommend to our abundant leaders and why well I had mentioned mentioned the Bible earlier um, that's that's been a big part of my life and my family since I was a little boy and um, so I tend to gravitate more towards that um, in terms of leadership books, a couple of guys that have really been influential for me, and I continually go back to these books time and again, um, Tony Dungy is a big one, and John Wooden is another one, and uh, the lessons that they teach are so far beyond sports, they can apply to just about any aspect of life. Um, so those two, those two authors have uh, been really influential for me. Um, the Good Dad Project podcast with Larry Hagner is one that I t- tend to go back to quite frequently, and um, as well as the, the Men of Abundance podcast, of course. But um, the, the last one I've been listening to quite frequently lately is more of an educational podcast, and it's called Exploring Unschooling Podcast. And it's by a lady named Pam Laricchia, and uh, it's it's pretty interesting because it talks a lot about you know personal philosophies of parenting and learning, and how we can you know design our lives so that we can align our lifestyle with our philosophy of raising and educating our our kids. That sounds really cool. I like that. I, I also like the Good Dad Project. Really good. Uh, information that they put out over there on their Facebook and on their uh, podcast. And thanks for mentioning Men of Abundance. I truly appreciate that. I'll have all of that linked up. Make sure I get the links to the other authors that you were talking about as well. But I'm going to have all of that linked up at menofabundance.com. So as we close this up, what I would love to hear from you, Randy, is normally I ask for a parting piece of guidance, but I'm going to change this up just a little bit. And I was just thinking about this this morning. So you're the first recipient of this question. Perfect. Yes, sir. (laughs) All right. That is, you know, we talk a lot about living a life of abundance. And I always ask this parting piece of guidance. But along with that, what I'd like for you to share with us is any advice for anybody out there who really wants to live this life of abundance. What would you say to them? I'd say a couple things. Um, One, 
is to set your mind that um, you're going to question the status quo, uh, whether it is in your relationships, whether it's in your job, whether it's in your education, whatever it is, don't be afraid to ask questions because you know you never learn new pieces of information if you're if you're too afraid to ask so that's the first one second one is just reach out I mean there's people just like you Wally or like Aaron Walker um, they're at you know just the click of a mouse now there's so there's so much access to extremely high-level individuals right through your computer or your smartphone and these guys put out some phenomenal content on a daily basis that is not just good for motivation, but it's good for helping you to examine the, the way you're leading lives. And it's really great for helping to, to make your habits become more efficient, more productive, and you know, in, encourage more success and significance in your daily life. Excellent. I absolutely love that answer. And thank you for uh, being the first one to answer that question. It's really important. Well, Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. So, so what's next for the Adventure Academy? Is this going to be moving outside of Phoenix at all? And I'm asking you this so that at the same time you can share any way that our listeners can learn more about Adventure Academy and uh, you know how to find you. Absolutely. Well, I mentioned earlier that we're doing um, starting to write some curriculum, and we got some families testing this curriculum right now, and. Um, this is not necessarily a homeschool curriculum that we're moving towards, but it's a once a week, about an hour or so activity that is designed to pull the whole family together around an educational activity. And it's six weeks per unit. And each week of the unit builds on a topic that we had discussed in the previous week. So right now we're testing astronomy um, and each family that's been going through it has been able to do things like building telescopes and then going out and using those telescopes as a family or doing a star census or um, you know sitting down and talking about your family values and all of these things and it all ties back around the topic of astronomy and the cool part is is that we have uh, some groups online where these families can come together and start to share their experiences. So the experience of everybody else gets to grow as well. And we're doing a, we're, our goal is to do a full launch of this in August. And um, so Adventure Academy will be available worldwide at that point. So um, I would say the easiest way to find us, we're most active on Facebook. It's uh, facebook.com slash adventure academy uh, my personal facebook page is also another easy way to get a hold of us and then our website is theadventureacademy.org all three of those are really good ways to get some exposure to what we're doing kind of our philosophy behind things and then where we're trying to go with this thing Excellent. And once again, I'll have all of that linked up in the show notes at menofabundance.com. Randy, it, I'm so glad we had this conversation and I'm, I'm so excited about what you guys are doing with this because it's extremely, extremely important to change the education system from the way it is now. And on top of that, in, in, including the family members and making it just a, a total adventure and experience for everybody. Absolutely love it. Well, thank you so much, Wally. I appreciate your, your encouragement and your support. Well, anytime, man. Anytime. Anything else we can do for you? 
No, I, I think you've done more than enough. <laughs> I, I really appreciate it. Awesome, brother. Aloha. Same to you, brother. All right, guys, if I haven't said it enough, education is extremely important to me and it should be to you. Where you get your education and how you get your education is just as important. And really, ultimately, it's up to you. What I'm trying to do is share different ideas with you, share different stories, different scenarios, so that you can make a better educated decision. Because let's face it, the, the market for education is very, very big. Make no mistake about it, there is a lot of money to be made. There's a lot of great education out there. There's a lot of people vetting for your time and for your brain cells to teach you what they feel you need to be successful in your chosen vocation or your niche or whatever it is that you're doing. Just know this, anything you can learn in any institution, you can learn online. What you're paying for is a certification, a diploma, and the mentorship and some of the accountability. In some of the cases, there's not always the mentorship and the accountability piece there unless you're getting trained directly from somebody who is doing what you want to learn, want to do. And that most likely will not be in a traditional university and a traditional school system. All right, man. Thanks for hanging out till the end. I truly appreciate it. I hope you got something out of this. Now, go out and live your life of abundance and make sure to pay it forward. Today, I'm grateful for my beautiful wife. What are you grateful for? That's all for today, Abundance Leaders. For more about our guests and the powerful information we shared with you today, be sure to sign up for our mailing list at menofabundance.com. We appreciate your time and look forward to hanging out with you on our next episode. So until then, be sure to pay it forward and live your life of abundance.